0: And Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm back. Greg Mahachko here after a a two-week sabbatical. I apologize unless you enjoyed my absence, and then I'm sorry that I'm back. Um, But uh, thankful, ever so grateful for our founder, fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, for uh, holding down the fort in my... In my absence, John, how are you, sir? Goofy. Yeah, that's about right. I'm kind of goofy. (laughs) You couldn't have done it without... uh, I mean, we should just call him... Look, we had a tripod, and it was a beautiful tripod. It was myself, Hoss, and John. But Hoss moved on to other things, and we miss him. And he's always welcome back. But I think we have a new tripod. Because uh, rounding out... The, the trio on this show is uh, our, our longtime friend uh, and and longtime guest. I mean, he's a regular now. He, he is he is. Uh, if you look, I he's gone like from. <laughs> he, he if if we're talking television shows, he's gone from you know guest starring to just part of the regular cast, and that's Todd Wolverton.
1: Hello, Todd. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Kind of the 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 third leg of the tripod or the third wheel? Um yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I was, we, never, we, I was we, never I was never really been, comfortable
2: with the whole tripod talk. It was kind of strange actually. <laughs>
1: the threesome, is that what you'd refer to it, the threesome? Not good with that either. Nope. <laughs> nope.
0: Uh, so no, you, you I, both are what? old, so I, I want to ask you this question: uh, what? Did you guys? What have, did you just say? I said you both are old, so I want to ask you this question: uh, Did you have HBO in the nineties? Yes, John.
2: I believe we had HBO in the early eighties because uh, one of the things I did in the early eighties, is I went back to my hometown of Curtis, Nebraska. And I spent a summer installing cable TV throughout the entire town, which means I spent my entire town putting cable in the ground. My entire month, my entire my entire summer putting cable in the ground. And one of the things we said was we were bringing HBO to the masses. Why do you ask, Greg? Why do you ask about? Why do you ask two old people about the HBO?
0: Uh, do you remember a show from the mid to late 90s? It was a sketch comedy show uh, called Mr. Show with Bob and David. Bob Odenkirk, David Cross. Does that uh, ring any bells?
1: Well, I said we had HBO. I never subscribed to HBO. <laughs> Odd was a poor person. Yeah, I was. in In the 90s, I was one of those guys that wasn't filling out my checks to pay my bills completely to try to buy myself another 30 days so yeah no todd had no hbo
0: but you said you had hbo I, I i didn't mean like had access to i meant like oh, okay. watch. Well,
1: greg i'm not familiar with with the sketch comedy that you're referring to
0: i
2: i was a poor person too but what i used to do at night was go around and peep in windows and I'd watch the HBO, and if you picked an old person's house, you knew that they had to turn the volume up real loud because they were deaf. So you could just sit outside their window and uh, watch the HBO, and you didn't have to pay for it. And that's how we stole HBO way back then. <laughs> and uh, you get a bad reputation in a small town for doing things like that, and they're like, what's wrong with you, son? you're going to have to go to army or go to the jail. And you're like, I'll just go to college. And they'll go good. Get the fuck out of here. They'll go to Lincoln. They probably like people peeping in their windows late at night. I'm
0: like God. So old. the reason I bring it up <laughs> is because there is a, a sketch uh, in, in, and I'll, I'll try to share the YouTube video uh, on our, on our uh, coordination article for this post. So uh, check it out. But it's, uh, it's a, sketch called the third wheel legend uh and i don't it's difficult to explain just i think fans of this show will appreciate the particular type of comedy uh that that they would find on uh, mr show with bob and david uh so i will share the link uh check it out uh, on coronation uh when
1: when this uh article is posted friday morning I read something recently that where they quoted Odin Kirk. What's his first name? Bob. Bob, and um, you know he's had quite a bit of success with uh, all that Breaking Bad and yeah, Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul. And yeah, Better Call Saul. And uh, they asked him what what was what was he most proud of in his career, and he said he was most proud of the sketches that he wrote for Chris Farley, and the the guy the down you know living down in a van by the river. Oh. And- Matt Foley, yeah, Matt Foley, and uh, bottle, and, and that's what he said. That's uh, the work that he's done in his career. That's what gives him the most satisfaction. And uh, I think was, he
0: has a new movie coming out. Uh, I think it's called Mister Nobody. I may not be right on the name of that, but uh, it's kind of a departure of a lot of the, the comedy stuff that that he's used to over his career. Uh, a little more serious, kind of an action type of movie uh so check that out uh david cross uh, was a regular he was a cast member on arrested development and and has a, a very long imdb uh li- resume as well so a couple of a couple of good guys jack black actually uh started on mr show with bob and david uh, so there's another name
1: for you there's your hbo trivia for this season
2: <laughs> we're this far <laughs> into this fucking pandemic and this is where we're at man
0: well we're we're coming to by the way by the way Greg, you want
2: a good tip on how to keep kids from looking in your windows
0: close the blinds
2: no no you drop hbo poop poop underneath the windows and when the neighbor kids come by and they smell like shit you're like son i gotta talk to you
0: (laughs) well we got a dog uh and and the dog roams free in the backyard so, um, uh, but so there's, bumps bumps, anyway. yeah. 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 I mean, it's cold. We're not going out and cleaning that up, <laughs> but, but think about this. It, this is really the second off season in the middle of a pandemic. So, I mean, if you thought that we were grasping at straws and you know, begging for topics a year ago, Oh boy. I mean, Nobody's we're going to start deep diving anything.
2: on... Nobody is playing. Our basketball no. team can't play. Our wrestling team gets their fucking matches postponed. Our volleyball team gets their matches postponed. Baseball, base, the Big Ten doesn't even acknowledge that as a sport because they're a bunch of bastards. What else is supposed to be going on right now?
0: It's Baseball is literally... The redheaded stepchild of Big Ten athletics.
1: Yeah, the the redheaded stepchild that grows up to be the
0: rocket scientist. I mean, it, right. And by the way, we apologize to all of you redheaded stepchildren out there. We, you're you're wonderful people, really. And oh, yeah, rocket yeah. scientists.
2: They know who they are. It's okay, soulless <laughs> motherfuckers. Anyway, um, you know, the Big Ten. The Big Ten has spent. Probably the last, I don't know, five, six years working their asses off at each school, most of the coaches and most of the players and the scheduling and all that stuff, getting the conference to be a better baseball conference. And and what does the Big Ten do? Just, to, just poops on them. They poop on them. That's what they're doing. This, this is where you come in and hit yep. them. You know, I'm holding them, Todd, and you hit them. It's like a tag team. If you're going to be part of a leg or something, you got to know when I'm holding the guy like by his throat and you come in and hit him with a folding chair or pull the spike, railroad spike out of your shorts. You know what I mean? Fucking come on, man. Let's try this again. Okay. You know, the big... Wait, 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 wait.
0: wait. What? Is that a railroad spike in your shorts or are you just happy to see John?
1: John talks about this... Railroad spike that he pulls out of his shorts all the flipping time. I think it must be the goddamn golden spike. Somehow he's got the golden spike that he pulls out of his pants every time he's in some kind of a scuffle with somebody. There's more people from Curtis, Nebraska to Omaha that have been stabbed with the golden spike because of John Johnston. I mean, the carnage is just all out there along the Oregon Trail, death by John and the golden spike. And if you want a golden
0: spike like John Johnston, our friends at Blue Chew can help make it happen.
2: Well, I guess that was a good tag team thing, but that's really okay. It's
0: getting weirder. What this coronation appreciates the golden spike?
2: There's no there's no sports going on right now. There's almost nothing. I mean, then they're gonna now they're gonna do this uh, basketball thing where they're gonna play like 83 games in four days. It's like an NBA schedule, and we're talking about the sa- student athlete safety, is why we canceled these games. But we're going to shove them. I, what the? How can they be like literally, how can the Big Ten with the straight face, and I'm talking about the people that run things like chancellors and presidents with the straight face, talk about safety? at the same time we're going they're shoving their basketball teams into the schedule that's so condensed, you know, it's like some kind of marathon fucking thing.
1: Well, let's also I'm talk about the, let's talk about the first part of that, student athlete. You know, what, what about the student part of that equation? 15 ball games in 32 days. Yeah, that's <laughs> – You know,
2: I'm I'm okay I guess I'm okay with it because, you know, I'm just going to say Go ahead and exploit all the motherfuckers you want so I can be entertained. That's really what this is. You know, and I guess they're just like, well, we're going to exploit all the motherfuckers you want us to because we need the money. You know, by the way, we're cutting more sports to pay our football coaches. And you know, I just it's dumb. It's I don't mind that. You know what? I don't. I honestly I'll be blunt and honest and kind of a prick. You no, know, that's who I am. It doesn't bother me that they're going to play this many basketball games, but don't don't hide behind this fucking safety bullshit, where you're saying that well we're we're looking out for you, and then you're doing that crap. You know, I realize it'd be bad press for them to just come out and say, "Well, we need the money," but that's really just say it. Fuck, that's what it is. Yes, Greg, you had your hand up.
0: Well, I, I I know it was announced probably within the last few days, if not since, you know, the last recording uh, that the entire NCAA volleyball tournament is going to be in Omaha. So essentially in a bubble. Um, and, and I get it. That's, that's a tournament. It's a, a limited number of teams, a limited, you know, field or, or a limited uh, time frame. I, I understand that you can't do the, you know, the entire season in a bubble, you know, because they're, like Todd said, they are student-athletes and at some point, I mean, I'm sure most of their classes are online, so maybe you could get away with it. I don't know. Um, but I just feel like look, here we are the first week of February. This has been going on since Nebraska played in the Big Ten tournament last March and there's been no no foresight. There's been no type of planning ahead it's just been well let's wait until we're screwed and then let's double down on being screwed and that's why we had a a shortened football season you know the other conferences you know they might have only played 10 or 11 games but they gave them you know 14 or 15 weeks to to play those games it wasn't still probably the full season that they anticipated and they had uh, but now you tried to do nine games in nine weeks, and we all saw how that happened. Uh, by all accounts, Ohio State shouldn't have been in the Big Ten championship, and then they're playing in the college football playoff. I don't want to rehash that, but every step that the Big Ten has made from the beginning has been reactive in looking back and saying, oh, I guess we better panic and you know throw something together that looks like shit. Rather than being proactive, they had plenty of time from March when the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament was canceled to look ahead and say, oh, if we're still in this mess in October, if we're still in this mess in November or December, this is what we can do. Instead, they're like, don't know. Sorry. Let's, you know, let's play 15 games in 32 days and hope for the best.
1: You know, and, and that's, I agree with you 100%. The, the Big Ten has messed this whole thing up so bad. And they have handcuffed, you know, the schools and the teams, something fierce. And, you know, all you got to look back is, like you mentioned, Greg, the, the nine games in nine weeks. That was absolutely asinine. But, you know, if if they only wanted them to play nine games, that's fine. But scheduled over 12 weeks or something like that so that there could have been some flexibility. You know, I've got a couple of axes to grind right now. And because of two of my more favorite sports are going on or are supposed to be going on, but you know, you you look at wrestling and the big 10 is the best wrestling conference bar none in the country. Nobody else comes close. Again, they're only wrestling big 10 conference schools and that's fine. But the reality is, is that they haven't given them any flexibility here You know, Nebraska is supposed to have a quad this weekend in Indiana where they were supposed to wrestle Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan State. Well, Rutgers is out because of COVID. And that's, you know, I I get that. At least Nebraska gets a couple of matches in. But you look at the big uh, 12, Iowa State, pretty good wrestling at Iowa State. They lost some matches against teams because of COVID and they've put together a whole new quad next weekend bringing in three teams that weren't originally on their schedule and they're going to wrestle those matches. That inconsistency just drives me nuts. And then you look at baseball, go after we're done with the show, go look at the SEC conference schools, go look at the ACC conference schools, the big 12 conference schools. They are playing the same exact kind of schedule that they would have played under normal circumstances. And it's not only with baseball, it's with softball. And, you know, The Big Ten is a good softball conference, too. I mean, Michigan and Northwestern and Wisconsin have had some pretty damn good teams in recent years. And Nebraska's been good at times. It's been a few years. But, you know, I just don't understand where the heads are at with the leaders in this conference. Um, Almost, you know, it's kind of like saying, well, you you ought to be just – you ought to feel lucky that you even get to play. You know, well, we're going to let you play, but – You know, don't you take advantage of it. But they did that shit with basketball. I mean, basketball gets to play non-conference games. I just don't understand it, and that's what just drives me nuts. Oh, come on. You understand
2: they're a bunch of two-faced, hypocrite motherfuckers. That's what the deal is. (laughs) They are. God, you know damn well there's shit tons of money in the NCAA basketball tournament, and the Big Ten wants to get as many teams as they can into that tournament because they're a premier basketball conference. You know, I, honest to God, in the back, I, wait, wait a minute. It's not in the back of my mind. It's right here in front of me. Somewhere a long time ago, some guy that ran the Big Ten, got, never got picked first or anywhere to play baseball when he was a little kid. And it stuck with him forever, the whole fucking life. And he goes, and he grew up to be, I don't know, the president of Northwestern or some fucking thing like that. And he's hated baseball. And this is his way of getting back at it. Forever. That hes you know, he's got other problems too, but those aren't as parent as apparent as the problem with baseball. That's
0: why he drives that uh, eighty thousand dollar luxury vehicle, sports car, whatever. Because he's compensating for
2: something. Yeah, something tiny. Which is why he never but got picked up. Compensate no
0: more. There was with no
2: Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Game.
0: <laughs> Someday, I don't know, someday, maybe years from now, I'm going to have an actual thing of Bluetooth right here for visual aid purposes, and it's just really going to make Todd laugh. (laughs) My wife says I don't need it. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'll leave that one alone.
0: Thank you. Thank you, John. That was a...
2: Yeah, so- if you did look at everybody else's baseball schedule, they are playing, and you kind of just, I don't, you know, I, this, this kind of shit is the kind of shit where you go, why, why are we in this conference? I mean, I didn't want to go down this path right now, but uh, you, you, you the the bullshit we were fed about how much of a leadership and how much of a big lofty fucking attitude and prestige and we're the geniuses of the entire nation. You guys are dumb as shit that run this conference. Either that or you don't fucking. It's either one. It's one thing or the other. It's either you're dumb as shit or you don't care. There's no middle here. OK, maybe it's both because sometimes there are two serial killers. Maybe you're dumb as shit and don't care either.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredibly frustrating, it, you know, and I guess I just keep thinking, okay, let's get through this year and hopefully things, you know, will we'll get somewhat back to, to normal in the future. I don't know. But um, I don't know. But, you know, my last Saturday I was uh, driving from Iowa to Nebraska – and I get a text from my brother, and he sent me a picture inside Minute Maid Park in Houston. And um, my nephew, who is fortunate because he got an extra year because of the pandemic, my brother, my nephew uh, is a catcher for uh, Central Missouri, which is the number one ranked team in Division Two, oh, And wow. um, he's the catcher on that team. And they played four games down in Houston in Minute Maid Park. Where the Astros play, uh, in large part because the owner of the Astros was an alum of Central Missouri, and there was a lot of money that way. But um, you know, my brother, he's down in Houston, sitting there in that big old ballpark, you know, watching college. By himself. <laughs> yeah, well, there, you're right. It was only parents. It was parents and 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 the ball teams. But uh, I don't. I, I'm just jealous. Maybe that's it. I'm jealous. <laughs>
0: And that's the thing, too. I mean, you look around, I'll say around the country, but this is ignorant. And I've never been, I've not been to every, you know, college baseball facility or anything like that. But, I mean, in most college ballparks, you kind of find parents and girlfriends and, you know, roommates, things like that. But in Lincoln, Mm -hmm. you get big crowds, you know, and that's uh, another, I mean, look. Nebraska fans, they don't just, you know, sell out Memorial stadium. They sell out Hawks field as well. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. And I don't know, part of that might be the isolation, you know, the, the no major league team. Uh, I think the nearest major league team is the twins possibly. Royals Royals is probably. Oh yeah, I I, I forgot about Kansas city. I'm sorry. Sorry. Apologies to all of you, uh, uh, Kansas city Royals enthusiasts. Uh, um, we'll talk about the Super Bowl at towards the end of the show. Um, so I, I did forget about the Royals, but I, I mean, you know, except for a couple of years here recently, and you know, Alex Gordon, you know, playing as, as locally as he can. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, you know, top tier baseball. So kind of like football. I mean, that's, that's the the show that's in town and that's the one that everybody goes to see. And that's Greg, Greg,
2: uh, Greg, what? Greg. what? You know, let me tell you something. Oh, shit. You have no idea what a college baseball game is like when you have a Haymarket Park full of Nebraska fans and Augie Burrito, Soggy Burrito, has just been thrown out of the game for arguing strikes and balls. There is probably one, one of the best experiences you can have as a sports fan is watching that son of a bitch walk off the field. Because as much as I'd love to hate him, he was a son of a bitch. Every time I wrote an article about Texas baseball, it wasn't just Augie. It was son of a bitch, Augie. And he was a son of a bitch in every every regard. And I mean that with the most respect I can give the guy. He was a damn good baseball coach. And he was fun. And, uh, you know, that that rivalry with Texas was incredible for, for baseball fans.
1: You you know that John, you mentioned that, that I got chills right now. Thinking back to that, because honestly, there were years. I give
2: people chills regularly.
1: (laughs) There were years uh, in the the van. There were (laughs) the Van Horn years and the early Mike Anderson years. And when Texas came to town for those three game series, you know, it was, it was kind of like a big football weekend it was a big baseball weekend. And on Thursday, even, you know, you could start feeling the intensity around town. And, you know, people, those, those were the games where on Friday night, people were at the ballpark well ahead of time. And you could just feel them ready to get, you know, let loose. And I remember, I, I remember a couple of Friday nights back in the day when Shane Comini took them out on Friday night. And that place just exploded the first time he got a strikeout. I remember when Java Chamberlain took the mound on a Friday night, hometown boy. I mean, that was absolutely incredible, but you know, and John brought it up and I, I, I'm, I want to just share this story. He talked about Augie Garrido and there's probably, you know, he he's in the Mount Rushmore of college baseball coaches. He truly was. He, he, uh, I don't know where he coached first, but I know he was at uh, one College World Series at Cal State Fullerton and uh, developed a relationship with Kevin Costner. In fact, he was in uh, a couple of the baseball films that Costner made. Um, but then, you know, he ended up at Texas. Texas paid him an incredible amount of money to go down there after Cliff Gustafson retired. But John's talking know, when when John says there's something about watching Augie Garrido walk off the field when he got thrown out. This is, a, this was an amazing story. He, Texas had gotten, Nebraska had won the first two games of the series. And, um, you know, very rarely did, did, excuse me, Nebraska won the first two games of the series. They won Friday night and they won Saturday. And I mean, that ballpark was packed on Sunday afternoon. Every, you know, people brought their brooms. They were looking for the sweep. It was, it was insanity that day. And that Sunday afternoon game, I mean, Augie was pulling out every stop he possibly could to try to win that game. There was no way he wanted to go back to Austin, Texas, losing three games up in Lincoln. And he was doing everything in his power. And he was arguing this and he was arguing that. And he was substituting here and making double switch and double substitutes and just crazy. It was a tight ball game. And then about the seventh inning, Nebraska just exploded and pretty much put the, put the game out of reach. And Augie had had enough. And at Haymarket Park, the visiting team is on the first baseline. The, the, uh, locker rooms are in the, the main building, which is down, way down the left field line. There's a little tunnel on the left field line that you go into, uh, where their locker rooms are at. And Augie had had enough, and he, he decided, I'm getting booted. I'm going, I'm going to go eat some pasta early or something like that. And he got booted out. And Nebraska fans had adopted a college World Series tradition. When, uh, somebody would, when a manager would go out on the field or a coach would go out on the field, the fans would start chanting left, right, left, right, left right, left, right, you know, in the cadence when they're going to go out and pull a pitcher or whatever. And, you know, that's College World Series tradition for years. Nebraska fans do it. So Augie gets tossed. You know, the umpire gives him the big heave-ho, and Augie goes back into the dugout and grabs his briefcase and a clipboard and a bag, and he has it over his shoulders, and he comes out of that dugout, and he starts walking behind home plate down down to the locker room. And the Nebraska crowd, I mean, everybody's just whooping because to see Augie get booted, that was, that was prime time. And the Nebraska crowd is chanting, left, right, left, right. And right when Augie got behind the umpire, the crowd's going left, right, left, right. And he paused like he froze. <laughs> and so then the crowd's going left, right, left. And then he had to stop because he quit walking. And he just looked at the crowd and kind of pointed at him and winked. And then he just walked on out of the stadium. I mean, it was just, it was just classic. But, oh, God, you know. I don't know. If, you don't
2: have the closeness. You don't have the closeness, I don't think, in Major League Baseball that you do in college. where You, you literally can be right down there. And the, the best hecklers on the planet are in college baseball. And it's not even close. I mean, it's just it's a it's a great experience when you get into a stadium that has those people in it and the crowds into it. And that doesn't exist as much in the Big Ten, which is really uh, unfortunate.
1: Well, it's 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 sad. But, you know, and John, you say nothing's going on, but there are a few things going on. I mean, you know, what's going on, Todd? Well, you, you talk to me about this young man from uh, Hawaii who is going to play linebacker. And I want to see if you can pronounce his name because I didn't want to be the one that had to be challenged. So that's why I'm bringing this up. I'll let you two guys pronounce Wyndon's last name. What is it, Greg? I'm no, you can't look it, it up on
2: Google.
1: To... I'm not looking up on Google.
0: I'm looking it up on coordination.com so I know what. <laughs> what the letters are it's winden uh, ooh I'm going to say winden ooh oohly holy 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 ho ho hoo ho ho oohly it's like ho ho halehulah two ages in, in
1: there. Yeah, there is
0: according Another, to there is isn't I'm looking it up on google, <laughs> <"Acordinated> google. <laughs> com, according to google.com i mean ohornation.com uh, no, I'm going to look at... Why are you trusting Google over Corn Nation, your own site?
2: I I can't pronounce shit, Greg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ho ho, It's H-O apostrophe O-H-U-L-I. Ho'ohuli. Winden Ho'ohuli. Ho'ohuli. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's probably going to enter the transfer portal before he ever...
2: Oh my God! Yes, he not. He's a 4 style linebacker. He's gonna kill people. He's gonna. He's gonna learn to love the snow, and smash people from Minnesota and just smash him, squish your quarterbacks, pop their heads right off their bodies like Mister Potato Head hitting a wall. All sorts of body parts flying everywhere. Medal.
0: Well, let's let's recap a. Uh, uh... Recruiting day or, or signing recruiting. day. Recruiting. Um, recruiting day. We got We got. got to uh, do that recruiting day summary. Except I only see one thing to summarize because <laughs> it looks like only only one person signed yesterday. Am I seeing that right, or did it just not get put yes. in the right place? That's true.
2: Well, we got All the right. guy that didn't sign with us.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about him too. Uh, the number one player in Hawaii. Linebacker Windon Ho'ohuli. what I'm going with, I'm I'm uh, flying or dying with it. <laughs> um, now, what are the first of all? Great job by Akila, just of, of getting out there right first. The first sentence of of the story is sure to. I'm, I'm going there great news from the home state of former president Barack Obama (laughs) (laughs) on the, uh, on the signing day uh, uh, article that, that accompanied this uh, 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 Wyndon's signing Aquila says great news from the home state of former president Barack Obama. First of all, uh, if you look, he's listed from Illinois. Okay, Akilah, come on now. We only have two presidents from this state. Don't go giving one of them away. Anyway, um, the number one player from Hawaii is,
1: uh, I mean, he's an
0: All-American, and uh, that's, you know, impressive stuff. Um, let see, 6'3", 220 pounds, outside linebacker. Uh. His father played for Hawaii, so he obviously had the opportunity to stay home and continue that uh, legacy, but Tony Tuyoti and Eric Shenander had been recruiting Mr. Ho damn it, over a year. You can call him
2: by his first name. We all love him
0: that much now. Thank you. Our Wyndon. Wyndon's commitment has Nebraska's recruiting class firmly in the top 20 in the country and top three in the Big Ten. So there's that. I don't see any stats on him. Come on. You had one job, Akila, one job, put some stats on there. What did he it's do? It's okay.
2: It's okay. They they can't play in Hawaii anymore. What do you mean? Have you seen that? No. They their their football it. stadium, because the pandemic had to shut down and, uh, yeah, the, the stadium is so far behind in maintenance and repair that it's unsafe. And, uh, they don't have a football stadium anymore. No.
0: So, Is that the same you know, stadium like, where back in the day when they had a Pro Bowl that was in Hawaii? I mean, it was in – I can't imagine Hawaii. I'm not trying to speak ill of uh, our, our friends from the South Pacific, but I mean, they can't have that many major football facilities in the state. Imagine it's the one. Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Good chat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: then you had that other guy that didn't pick us
0: yeah uh the uh, omaha kid uh who chose oregon instead uh, avante dickerson and uh that's really all we got to say about that
2: i mean he didn't pick minnesota and it was pretty clear he just wanted to leave home
0: yeah well i mean if you're gonna leave home go to uh the place where i suppose uh, any drug is legal
2: that's 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 what I usually say yeah that's exactly what I think Greg.
0: I, I'm not I, I don't know the kid. I'm, I'm not saying that but you know I mean they did they in the past vote they legalized everything for personal use not for selling trafficking or anything else but they criminalized it yeah. they criminalized it. yeah same difference maybe I don't know um, so anyway um I, I'd say good luck to him but I, don't, I just
1: don't care enough you know, I'm kind of of the same opinion. It, to me, it was pretty apparent all along, you know, since it seemed like they started recruiting him, that his eyes were elsewhere. And that's fine. I mean, you know, um, not every kid uh, grows up wanting to be a Nebraska Cornhusker. And there are a lot of kids. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to put myself into this category at all, but I went to Montana. I grew up in Iowa. I went to Montana. I wanted to get away. You know, kind of break that tie and um you know just see what the world was like um it was a huge change for you too. You went to a place where
2: everybody gets into fights after the bar closes to another place where everybody gets into fights after the bar closes it's
1: true that 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 was that was true um but you know here's here's the way I kind of look at this uh, you know for the people that are beating up Scott Frost or saying that. You know, it's a failure that they didn't get him and blah. That's, that's BS. I mean, Frost has done a heck of a job recruiting Nebraska kids, and he's gotten the vast majority of them. Um, you know, the fact that he lost this one, it kind of hurts because the kids ranked pretty high. But, you know, he worked hard at it, and they tried to get him. I would – where I'm upset with Nebraska coaches in the way that they didn't – when they didn't get Nebraska kids is when they really didn't try. I mean, you know, um, I don't remember if it was Pellini or Riley, whichever one was around, didn't go after Harrison Phillips. I mean, my goodness gracious, that guy was a monster. They didn't go after Drew Ott, who had a hell of a career at Iowa. I mean, no offense. those guys, just, they don't just all of a sudden surface as great college players. I mean, they were very good high school players, and when – when Nebraska coaches don't even work hard to try to bring those kind of guys in, that's what pisses me off. If they fight and fight and fight to get a kid and the kid decides, you know what, I'm going to go to Notre Dame or I'm going to go to Oregon. or I'm going to go to wherever it is, Miami, because it sounds like a couple of these top two recruits in Omaha in the class of 2022, they've both been offered by schools all over the South, you know? So Frost and his coaches, they need to recruit their butts off. But for not even you know, I, I, you lose a guy like this, yeah. But it's over. He's going to be in Oregon. I think John mentioned in one of his blogs or some someplace. Well, he'll be in the portal and back, you know. And and that could be, that could be. And and
0: let's let's not forget. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up or anything like that. Two things. One, he's West Coast. We don't ever have to worry about him. It's not like he went to Northwestern. Minnesota, Iowa, uh, anything like that. He's out of the picture. But also, Scott Frost left home too, you know, and he went to Stanford and then he came back. So, am I saying it's going to happen in a couple of years? We'll be hearing the name of Vontae Dickerson again? Probably.
1: But I, you know, crazier things have happened. Well, one of the things that popped up this week that I really hope doesn't happen, you know, is that, that, bookie radley hines at ou he's in the portal and i remember watching him on friday night lights up here when riley was around what an arrogant little prick! and uh i hope i hope that he doesn't come to nebraska i mean he's a walking personal foul on sportsmanlike conduct (laughs) and you know you know he'll have an nfl career probably but um it doesn't take long to figure out, you know, when you have formations where you can get it, where he has to be on the tight end and cover a tight end, he can't cover those big, tall guys. Cause he's so short. Um, but, you know, Nebraska fans during the recruiting period of time, fawned over that guy and just loved him and felt some of them felt betrayed that he ended up going to OU. Well, go somewhere else, go to, go to Texas, you know, go, go somewhere else. Don't, don't come up
0: here. I agree, and I think I'll write that in is, a letter,
2: Todd. Okay, yeah.
0: I, I think that is Nebraska fans on social media's problem. Is you know we we see the uh, graphics, you know the the from the the high school kids, you know the seniors or juniors or whatever who haven't committed. They're like my last ten, you know, uh, final six down to three or whatever it is. And as long as there's that big, you know, red N in there, then everybody's like. Oh, here, take my heart, uh, take, take my, uh, just it's, it's like Valentine's Day in perpetuity, and then as soon as the hearts are broken, you're like, oh, well, good luck wherever you, you know, good luck. To you. No, you know, and 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 I'll echo. Uh, I, I think it's uh our longtime friend of the show, uh, who never listens because he's too good for that. Uh, Ryan Tweedy from the Big Red Cobcast. Uh, <laughs> who says, uh, he's like, no, he's like, you know, in in his words, you know, he's like, fuck them, they didn't come to Lincoln. I don't, I don't care where they go. I'm not gonna, you know, don't don't wish them well. You know, just, you know, that's that's kind of my my mentality is, you know, but but Nebraska fans in general have have a little bit of a, a, a attachment uh, disorder where you know as soon as Uh, A high school player, you know, shows some interest like, oh, hey, fans, throw a follow, show some love. And and then we do by the tens of thousands. And then when he doesn't choose Lincoln, then, you know, we turn and it gets dark. Real dark. But one more thing about Devontae Dickerson before we move on uh, and wrap up the show with some Super Bowl talk. How hilarious would it have been if instead of Oregon he chose Oregon State? <laughs> it would have been evil. Yeah. Yeah, you who know. are we talking about again? That that kid who who uh, okay, damaged Nebraska. So, all right, moving on. Uh, there is only one football game left. It's the big one. It's the one that everybody watches except me. Um, don't look at me like that. I I just I don't have time for a Super Bowl that has Tom Brady in it. You're not uh, going to watch the Super Bowl? No. No. I will uh, sit It has Ndamukong watch- oh.
2: and Lavante David and, and, and uh, Khalil Davis.
0: Okay, here's what I want you to do, John. You text yes. me. You text me. Send me a text message every time uh, Kansas City is on offense. And then I'll watch the uh, Buccaneers de- defense do what they do. Um, but I, I'm just, I got no time for Tom Brady. Uh, I got no time for, for that dirty ride. I had, uh, uh, a guy that I work with, uh, we were in the car going, uh, driving to an appointment to a meeting and I don't even know how it got brought up. He's like, you know, you just can't trust somebody who's 41, 42, uh, years old. And and playing it at that high a level, he, he said, and I didn't tell him my disdain for Tom Brady. Uh, but it's, it's well-documented. He says, you just can't trust it. It's not natural. Tom Brady is the player of scandal. Scandal has followed him his entire career. Uh, he's he's a dirty, rotten piece of garbage. Um, if, if there was a way for him to lose the Super Bowl, but in Dominican Levante David, to win it, you know, that's ideal. Um, but I won't watch. I, I, I have no no time for it i don't care about the commercials the halftime shows are stupid and uh so i'm just not going to tune in
1: we're not getting you, me todd? cbs what about you todd are you going to watch the super bowl oh yeah i'll watch it um i you know the commercials you know with all of the companies that are pulling out that aren't going to have commercials i'm not sure you know how good they're going to be but yeah i'm going to watch the game i I don't know, you know, everybody- Gary's car parts, come see Gary's Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these, I, I guess I kind of look at it, a, a couple of things here. Um, one thing about our society today and it's been this way maybe for the last 15, 20 years. Um, I think a lot of times, um, especially sports casters, you know, they, um, uh, They're intent on making history or making something into something historic. You know, the whole instant classic, you know, that they rebroadcast the next day and and that kind of stuff. And, you know, the only way to really put something uh, in perspective that it is truly historical is with the passage of time. You know, sometimes maybe there are those events that are just absolutely so incredible that you know that you've just witnessed witnessed history. And do uh, you have an example Greg? The 2011 World
0: Series Cardinals Rangers Game 6. Okay. And 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 oh, yeah, I bring sure. it up.
2: Well, you yeah, are a Major League Baseball reference whatever the fuck nobody watches that sport.
0: Um, I bring it up because every year I, I and, and I do it now uh with, you know with a like a, a tear of sadness. I used to do a with tears of joy. Uh but I always used to share that because Brian of course is a, a huge or was a huge Rangers fan. And uh uh so I, I I still, you know, poke fun at him every year a little bit. I, I, I said, you know, I make the comedy's like every year I share this or would share this and Brian would yell at me. <laughs> so uh he was not
1: happy that that week. Anyway, well, sorry, you're right. you know, Passive. No, no, that's that's cool. And and you know, but I was thinking about this um, after the, the, the Battle of the Bays, I guess. And I'm not a huge NFL guy. I've watched it more in the last few years than I had for a long, long time. But Tom Brady, you know, the, the despicable Tom Brady, two weeks before, took his team as an underdog and he beat a team led by Drew Brees, who potentially will be a Hall of Famer. And and then the next week, they beat the Green Bay Packers, again, as underdogs on the road, quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers, who potentially will be a Hall of Famer. (laughs) And now he's going to play in the Super Bowl against who Jimmy Johnson says is the quarterback with the most talent that he has ever seen play in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Potential Hall of Famer. So when you kind of, when you kind of look at this, these three games, um, and if Tampa Bay were to win, um, this might have been one of those historic Super Bowls, historic seasons in professional football. And Greg, I feel the steam all the way here in Lincoln emanating from your ears. But it's from my perspective, I guess it's been, it's been interesting to watch. It truly has because um, this has been good football. I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played very good football. Patrick Mahomes is, he's a magician. Um, but who knows what's going to happen? I think what's the, there's the spread three points at three and a half or something like that. I don't know, but this, this could be a really interesting game that they're going to play down in Tampa Bay. And I think
2: we already know what's going to happen. I don't Tom know. Tom Brady's to performance this season is proof that Satan is alive. He exists, and he is at work here on the planet Earth. <laughs> he has manifested himself in the body of
0: one
2: Tom Brady.
0: Brady has five letters. Satan has five letters. Coincidence?
1: I Can you I... feel me, brother? <laughs> and that, that may well be, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, I've been pretty excited for this game. I was actually, to be honest, I was cheering for a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl just because that was the first one. Um, this has been a screwed up world, you know. And, okay, let's let's see the Packers play the Chiefs, but – I am really excited about watching Tampa Bay play the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a, a really fun game to watch.
0: Well, let's get your prediction, Todd. Super Bowl, whatever number
1: this is. 55. I was going to say
0: that. You beat me, too.
1: Yeah. I think the Bucs are going to win. I think Tampa Bay is going to win. And I think that they'll win They'll win by two or three points. It's it's going to be a high-scoring game, 40 45, 42, something like that, maybe. John, what? <laughs> Do you
0: have a? Uh... I was
2: thinking how you disturbed me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the the Tampa Bay Satan ears. Uh, <laughs> Thirty-eight to thirty-five, except that Tom Brady does not survive the game, or did Patrick Mahomes does not survive the game. He's taken out in the beginning of the third quarter by Indomitian Sioux, picking him up and just throwing him straight at the sidelines and saying, get the hell out of here, you decent human being. (laughs) You know, I've I've watched more NFL football this year than I I have probably in my life, I think, Uh, because my my family actually gets together to watch NFL games. We've we've done this – most of the season which is kind of weird i mean you you think why doesn't the guy that runs a nebraska website have his family get together to watch nebraska football games and they don't do that because we suck and it's really difficult to get your kids to sit down and go hey let's let's watch a team that isn't very good whereas we can watch other nfl teams that uh, they have fantasy players on and it's just mixed up and, and it's been kind of fun i you know i've actually enjoyed the nfl for the first time in my life maybe Oh, I've enjoyed it in the past, but it's been a very long time. I think one of the big changes in the NFL that has made the NFL much more exciting than it used to be is the rise of a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, where they're running they they're running more offenses that are you know they're running the RPOs, they're running spread, they're running quarter. They didn't they didn't take the quarterbacks out of college and force them into their shitty, boring, horrible, never-take-any-chances West Coast crap offenses that we had to watch for years where they couldn't score more than 20 points a game. So, they, I mean, that's why they changed all the rules, so the pass interference is a long-ass penalty, and I'm going off again, ain't I? Anyway, I think the NFL has gotten a, a lot more easy to watch, more interesting, because the, the way that some of the coaches has changed the game I would agree there with that. There you go. That's my bet. Greg, what's
1: your prediction?
0: Well, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I finally found it. And I'm glad I did. Uh, this was from, um, well, it's at PFF on Twitter, which I think is Pro Football Focus. Sound
1: Something cool like that. that.
0: Yeah. Uh, on Monday, they tweeted out, Levante David's career, 9,267 total snaps played. Did you see that stat? Uh, about the number of penalties. Yeah. Single digits. Yeah. Single digit penalties in almost 10,000 uh, snaps. Get out of here. Go to bed. Jeez. Yeah. That, that is insane. a little insane. Um, I I mean, and then you have the other former Husker uh, who, you know, at, at a time in his career, liked some of those uh, sweet, sweet personal fouls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it pains me because I don't think he's done it the right way. Um, I, you know, there are too many asterisks uh, behind too many of those championships uh, for me to cement him as the greatest of all time. Um, but I do. Oh, think what do you to- mean?
2: Just because he deflates his balls? Yeah, you got
0: a yeah, you got a problem got to- with that? The ball uh, later. Tuck rule. Spygate, uh, <laughs> Deflategate. I'm sure, there was another one. I, I'm fairly certain. Hey, he Where he married, married a woman named Gazelle. Not Gazelle, Giselle. <laughs> Gazelle. I think Gazelle is on the Serengeti. Giselle is in Tom Brady's bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I I don't like him. I don't respect him. But the man brings in championships. Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to win it. I'm going to say by 10. I don't have numbers for you. Uh, I'm, I'm being distracted by a child who should be in bed clearly by now, um, trying to protect his online innocence and, you know, keep his, keep, <laughs> keep him off of, you, go to bed. Anyway, uh, Tampa Bay by 10. Sorry to all the Chiefs fans out there, including uh, our beloved Hoss Reuter.
1: Well, we got Nate for Chiefs, who's a loyal, loyal guy on the, on the website. And, Sorry, uh, Nate. Got to got to say apologies to Nate. <laughs> so,
0: all right. So that's uh, I think that's it. That's our show. We a clean sweep of of the three of us uh, thinking that Tampa Bay is going to win it. So, breaks my heart. But I'd be happy for Levante David. I I mentioned this uh, uh, a couple of years ago on the show that I think he he's one of my favorite Huskers. Uh, and obviously he was not a a lifelong you know career Husker, um, but. You know, plays the game the right way, uh, obviously, and, and uh, wears that C for Tampa Bay uh, on his jersey. So uh, I wish him well. I wish him Dominican Sue well. Uh, I wish Tom Brady would somehow decide he didn't want up to play or or win another championship. So, but that's not going to happen because he likes that money. Uh, so that's our show, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoy. it. Let us know in the comments uh, if you think we're right, if you think we're wrong, if you think we're crazy and or stupid. Uh, we'll take all of your, uh, honors, awards, and criticism. Um, it's what we do here on the Five Heart podcast. So thanks for, uh, listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks to Todd and John and me. I'm not thanking me. That's just ridiculous. Um, uh, but, uh, for, for all of us here at the Five Heart podcast, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go, Tom Brady! <laughs> Go, big red. Oh, fuck you.
2: Was you saying fuck me or fuck Todd?
0: Whoever said go, Tom Brady.
2: Oh, is this Todd?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It says my internet connection is unstable, so I don't know who said anything at this (laughs) point.
2: Okay. Well, good night, Greg.